We're going international. We're putting it all in one little roll-up that we call the Inside Cradle. Going deep as we do every single week from Sports Gear Wrestling. Hours of content coming at you, but this one we go a little bit further. We're going international. That's right. We're 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 gonna we're gonna we're gonna walk the walk and wrestle the talk here with Stephanie Chase today on Inside Cradle. Money in the Bank is this weekend. WWE is back in front of live fans. Live fans oh, are back God. in wrestling. We've been talking about it. We're going to cover all of it. I'm Kevin Kellum. That's Rick Uccino. That's Stephanie Chase. This is the Inside Cradle. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. And as if that wasn't enough, living legend Natalia is going to be with us today. Yeah. We're going to talk to Natalia from WWE. So a lot to talk about. And if you're watching this video, go ahead and slam that like button. Let us know what you think. Comment along with this. We are taped. If you are watching on demand or live, don't worry. You can still get involved with this and check it out. Uh, the audio podcast of this is up as well. If you can only watch part of it, you can catch the rest of it. Uh, Stephanie joining us from the UK, our friend from wrestle talk. How are you Steph? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm just pumped. I was just talking to you guys before we went. I'm I haven't felt this way in a long, long time. I thought that I would be excited for this year's WrestleMania. I'm a little bit more excited for this this weekend, especially after watching last night's All Elite Wrestling Fighter Fest and hearing the roar of an arena crowd. Um, mm-hmm. I'm particularly excited for Money in the Bank this weekend uh, and and SmackDown. I think we're gonna have one of the more important SmackDowns we've ever seen in quite some time. How about you? What's what's I know in the UK maybe there's a little bit more. You guys know you're gonna have to wait a bit longer for shows and stuff like this. But is it fun to know that you're gonna be able to watch this though in some way? Ah, uh, yeah, I am excited to see fans back at WWE. But I I would more say maybe I have a, like a morbid curiosity because I want to see who's actually people react to um, and things. Because last night's Dynamite was just a great example of a crowd that were completely on fire, and we got some of the biggest reactions we've seen in a long time at that show. So I'll be very interested to see how it goes WWE style. What people have really connected during. Uh, during this time away if they actually let the crowd fully express themselves or if they're still hitting those buttons backstage i don't, um, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that in this circumstance but maybe they're going to like not having to hit the buttons you know i was going to say because like back before like the crowds went away like they would actually pipe down the crowd noise yes you know, they would yeah vince didn't like what they were saying or you know this that or the, at least that was the that was the rumor and, and stephanie to your point i was having this conversation with uh, a buddy of mine on twitter today you know, he's like, man, look at AEW. Look at these these young stars that are mega over that WWE doesn't have. And he's talking about Adam Page and Britt Baker and, and Jungle yes. Boy. And the crowd just going absolutely hot for all those people last night. And I'm like, well, to be fair, and yes, absolutely right. All of those people are way over and AEW is eating them up. We don't know who actually is over. Because I judging just based off of the internet is impossible so i think that is like the most excited especially somebody like nikki cross with this new character the internet seems to hate it but i think that the live crowds are going to show their affection for her and and you know what there's been so many examples of characters that live crowds love that wwe crowds show up and love but the internet hates braun Strowman was a great example of that and his rise to prominence people that i don't know why they're pushing this guy he's just big and strong and i don't get it but live crowds come and see a huge guy who has a ton of personality and goes out Mm -hmm. there and will just eat up the space and he got over by doing that santino morello was like that for a long long time they they, you know like casual fans found him really entertaining and stuff like that and here's the thing i think internet fans have to realize and it will be something they realize very very quickly they're not the they're not the gatekeepers they think they are (laughs) 
but they're not. And, uh, and they're, they think, oh, well, it's just got to be guys that look like me and talk like me and just guys, right? And they're going to see WWE is a very diverse audience right now. Uh, and, it, and it's, it's going to sound completely different. You're going to hear a lot more uh, high register voices when certain people come out. Uh, there will be a lot more moms with their kids and their, and their bro-y sons enjoying wrestling. And I, I kind of like the idea that the, the, the circuit's tent is a little bit wider in terms of the audience that WWE is going to have. They're not going to be quiet. I think, I think the crowds this weekend, especially in Texas, if, any, if last night was any example, they are not going to be quiet. And they've wanted this for a long, long time. Mm, I think so. I think it's going to be interesting, though, like to your point about the type of people that make up the WWE crowds, the family it's, stuff. Yeah, Sometimes broader. I wonder, though, like to be, to be, a, to be a negative here on mm -hmm. WWE, if now that you have the AW comparison, if you put the a level play, playing field with them both having crowds, that WWE getting the live, cry, live crowds back could be a bit of a downfall for them in the end that would make people turn over to AEW because they'll see the more cartoony things that like get over on WWE. And now that there's like a proper alternative and if you put them head to head, both with crowds, I think the more like the people in their twenties, even the teens, thirties might drift over to AEW and WWE getting crowds back might not be the best thing for them. That's well, just my my uh, <laughs> bad WWE opinion. Getting crowds back is, is one thing, but if they continue to put out, you know, for Raw, for example, it's been a little bit better the last couple of weeks leading up to this ramp. But if they keep putting out the same product that they have been putting out, the live crowds aren't mm. react to you know that it, it. There's a lot that has to change, but the fact that we are now yeah. we have those live audiences, uh, it, it gives me hope that WWE is going to pull out all the stops. We've heard the reports that there's going to be some major surprises this weekend. I'm hoping they're not just going to sit here and rest on the returns of people like Becky Lynch and, and John Cena, and they actually have some major plans for change in place. But that is a discussion for another time. Kevin and I will get into that in a little bit. Let's talk about Fighter Fest. This is why we brought you in here. And uh, I brought her yes. up earlier. I brought her up earlier. Dr. Britt Baker. Is there a better promo in all of wrestling right now than what she throws out there every week? Every single week, she gets the same reaction out of me, and it is, damn, every single time. Yeah, she's absolutely fantastic, and that's someone that honed everything during this period where you didn't have very many people in the audience, and now that you're seeing her coming out, she's getting these huge reactions, and she's still a heel, but she's able to work her promo like to still just be that same heel character even though people are cheering her putting up her, her up against nala rose who is more of a straightforward heel i think it was a good idea because you can't deny the crowd reaction she's going to get and yeah i, I want to see her very much do in austin like keep the character and just be turned by the fans and it just be like a seamless transition yeah, I think that actually does make a lot of sense. And I know, you know, typically you want clear cut, you know, baby faces and and heels. And, you know, you could have those those tweeners. That's fine. They're as long yeah. as they're few and far between, because I think not to do a comparison, I think that's another issue that WWE has right now, especially in its women's division, is there are a lot of people we don't know what they are. But Britt Baker yes. <laughs> But Britt Baker works. She just she just works, and the way that she has manipulated this promo and her wording, yeah, she can go with ebbs and flow of anything, and depending on the crowd reaction, she can just be. She can just be, and she's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. She has 
uh, helped elevate that women's division and I think has become not only the face of the women's division, but I think she is the face of, of AEW, which is saying something considering some of the, the, the stars that they are creating and already have there and the new people they brought in as well. Yeah, she's definitely up in that top tier in AEW, 100% the face of the women's division, but she is at least like maybe even the second biggest star. I know Kenny obviously has spells, but yeah, um, she's she's just done such an incredible job. It's amazing to think that she was ever not this person, you know what I mean, from like how she started. It's, yeah. Nyla Rose, though. What do you think of Nyla Rose is, is the, the person they've put up against here? That's the odd piece out for me. I'm not saying Nyla isn't mm-hmm. fitting for that role, um, but the wheel of media consumption, this isn't just a wrestling thing. This is the wheel of consumption that we have with media. Everyone's like, how come they don't have these long, drawn-out storylines anymore? Because we eat it up so much faster. The book is thicker, and we read it faster than we used to. Uh, I, they've had her in this position already twice you know, near the title. I'm not saying she can't be there again. Um, but it doesn't feel like a hot hand to put there with Brit. The the issue is you had Brit is a great uh, hubris-filled heel. I deserve this. I took it. I went and got it, and if you don't like it, you have to deal with it. We don't have anyone to cheer for. Am I supposed to cheer for Nyla Rose, who's like attacking people from behind and powerbombing people through like tables and stuff like that? It just feels like heel-heel booking. The characters are hot and exciting, uh, but if I'm just turning the show on, who's the hero? That that's that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm flipping it on, like where am I supposed to jump in here? The characters are fun. The rea- the, the, the reactions are really cool, but there's some inconsistency there with the pairings. I think yeah. there's somebody else they could have built up for. Um, you know, the Thunder Rosa element was absolutely fantastic. You almost wish they had that match down in front of crowds, but that's the only odd piece out for me. I'm not saying it's the worst, but I don't know. I think they have a deeper roster. They have some other people they could have played with here. I I think that Nyla, uh, unfortunately, is a a challenger to tide uh, Brit over. Like, I think it's going to be, we'll have this match next week, and that'll be it. And then coming up, you've got a show in Pittsburgh, which is going to be huge for Brit. You have the pay-per-view. You have Arthur Ashe Stadium. And I think that's when you're going to get a challenger and a storyline that's going to be really, really hot. You're going to get, like, a Thunder Rosa or build up a really great baby face you can get behind like a Ty Conte where you're not wondering who's the face in the heel. Mm-hmm. So I think Nyla's in an unfortunate position. She's in the Kane position of yeah. being that first um, challenger that like kind of tied over and no one really thinks Nyla's going to win. I think another reason they picked her as well is because she has Vicky and that's the, the kind of back and forth you can get Brit and Vicky to do. And yeah, I think, I think Nyla is the, the Kane in this situation right now. It's a very, it's a very appropriate comparison there. Thank sense. you. <laughs> uh, one person who is uh, already incredibly over in just his second appearance is uh, is Malachi Black. I am still baffled. Wait, about- is it Tommy End or Malachi Black? Because they said I, both names five I, times. I think it's both. I, I think it's both. I think it's. I, I think last night Cody was like, "Hey, I know Tommy End. I don't know who this a hole is who attacked me and Arn Anderson. I don't know who this a hole is that's been on television for the last two years. <laughs> that that, that, that is, uh, you know." I don't, I don't know who he is, but he brought his smoke machine over from the other place. <laughs> yes, he did. A uh, lot of similarities there between Alistair and Malachi for sure, but I don't give a damn. Uh, I'm just so happy we get to see this guy work on weekly television again. I don't know how WWE screwed this up so badly that they just let this guy walk out the door, but that exchange last night with Cody was absolutely incredible. And frankly, I think this is exactly what Cody needed because i think uh, for a lot of fans out there at least what i could gauge on the internet he was starting to to get to get a little bit stale but uh, this is 
heated him right back up. And I think this is a perfect introduction for, for Mr. Malachi Black. I thought that this segment was great. So I have I have fears about Malachi Black. I'm not scared of him in the way he wants me to be. Mm. I'm scared of him what of what his of what his creative ideas are. So he's carrying over some stuff from WWE here. He's got his eye, he's got his dark room, stuff like that. And it's it's as if he wants this kind of continuity. I'm I am very worried about where he'll take things um i hope he doesn't take things to any kind of supernatural level or anything like that if he just wants to be a a, a dark goth guy that has great kicks then that's awesome if he wants oh no to do you're getting your spooky steph you're like, getting your spooky this spooky, man turn the lights I'm out not. He's using all of his tricks. All right. All right. All right. He'll be angry. There was a coffin match on the show. All right. You're going to have fireballs (laughs) being thrown at people. They're doing all the shenanigans that he couldn't do as the dark father. Whatever he, whatever he was supposed to do with the dark father. He's gonna get that's a. He's gonna get an Atlanta me. version of that. He's gonna get I, WCW version. That's of that. what I, I'm me. literally because... over here laughing uh, internally just because I'm remembering a conversation that Stephanie and I had a while back, a debate about the swamp fight, and it's just I'm just remembering everything. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hate that rubbish. Um, it's like I just want to say to him, look, man, I I'm sorry that what you wanted to do in WWE didn't work out. But you know, get over it, okay? Your, your show got canceled. You're moving on to a new show. You can't like, play the same character. Can you put your um, hands up? I want to see if your claws are out. <laughs> I just like the whole segment was so great, except for his horse story. Where I'm like, like what are you doing, man? You had uh, Cody come out with such fire, like showing absolute fire. Definitely, like, give me, give me Malachi Black now. And he comes out and he's like, I will slow this down with a story about a horse. <laughs> no. Not what uh, I want uh, so the, the the horse bit didn't do with you. Maybe maybe there were some horse girls out there. We know there's some horse girls. Girls that, that are fond of horses that didn't like that. And that's what he's going for, you know? You know, so uh, like a guy's watching this show with his girlfriend and she's flipping through, you know, another copy of Black Beauty and she goes, What? How dare you say that about a beautiful stallion? I was too bored to feel anything for that horse. I was too bored to feel anything for that horse. (laughs) When when you can't get a woman to be romantic about a beautiful, beautiful animal like a horse, then it's over with. It's over with. Uh, no, that's I, I not think, what I'd be writing. I know, I know what you're going for. I like the look of it. I like the black suit and the white suit. I know what they that were understanding last night. Uh, yeah. It was very, very simple and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, there, there, there were some nitpicky things about it. Like Cody can just come out and interrupt the show and take over the show and cut promos and like come off it's like company man, basically. Yeah, but that's what a heel does. <laughs> like, like you know, like that's what a heel does. But that's what Cody's like. That's who Cody is because it. Cody in in the universe, Cody is a executive in this company, but he's like the guy that doesn't realize that that could be a negative. He's he's you know he's like the baby face that's like. I'm so rich. Isn't that fantastic? You know, so when usually H. that would be like a heel move. So, no, so he's, don't, so he's, don't he's do tri- him that dirty. H. Don't compare him to Triple H and do him that dirty. Why? He's, he's Triple H though then. He's, no, he's, I don't he's agree the executive that he's who's proud of his company and his family and he's proud of it. And he wears tailored suits and he has, he has cool tattoos. I'm rich, but I still like heavy metal stuff. Like that's easy. <laughs> I'm going to get Triple it on the comments. Who oh, dare you say that Triple this H is a rebel brand? Like 
heavy metal. <laughs> the greatest trick that the devil Triple H ever did was making you all believe he was a heavy metal fan. Oh come on, you don't think he's he's legitimately friends with uh, the the Motorhead crew and all those guys? That's right. It's fine. I think he knows Motorhead, and that's all. That's oh, it's all right. Hey, hey, he had a great song. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more here about Fire Fest before we move ahead. I do want to sneak in plugs if we could. Uh, John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank is one of the best matches I've ever seen. We're doing a really cool. Uh, watch along of that Saturday. Uh, that is coming up at 1.30 Eastern. And we got to change the graphics on this. They'll be coming at 1.30 Eastern. Uh, and that'll be this afternoon or Saturday afternoon. You want to make sure you have notifications on for that. And then Sunday afternoon, this will be exclusive on our Facebook feed or not on our YouTube. Uh, this will be a Money in the Bank trivia challenge. I'm going to kick uh, Jose Gonzalez's ass. I just know that's going to happen. I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I'm giving a spoiler away in that regard. Not uh, a that's gonna It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. All right. And that's coming up. And you'll be able to play along in the chat and win prizes with us. So definitely check that out. That's going to be over on our Facebook feed. So Fighter Fest. Do you want to talk about this? The continued collaboration between uh, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling was on display. Though it was really on display with guys that a lot of people are familiar with almost exclusively the past few months on AEW television. John Moxley defended the strap. Uh, against Carl Anderson, who's very much a New Japan guy. He was created there, came over to WWE, signed to do with Impact, now has this kind of triple duality where he can kind of wrestle everywhere. Uh, it's exciting. It's different. This is a fun match. John Moxley goes over clean. I love the wild intro. I love, I love uh, neutralizing Gallows from ringside and Eddie Kingston in Moxley's corner, kind of taking care of that and just letting the guys have a great match. Just have yourself a barn burner match in front of a live crowd. I still think that's something we're going to get used to for the next few months is always open up these shows hot and remind yourself like part of the pyrotechnics of this is just a crowd roaring and popping for different wrestling moves. It was such a, such a hot open. Like Moxley himself was so hyped from the energy of those people. Mm -hmm. He, he, he wanted to, he wanted to swim in the masses, you know, and just sink it all in. Uh, but Kingston, like talk about people being over. I'm at the point where I'm wondering, will Kingston very soon be more over than Moxley because the reaction Kingston got was so good. And it's only going to get better when they get more closer to like New York territory with this guy. But really good match, hot opener. I've been a Carl Anderson fan for a long time, and it was really good to see him in singles action, you know, getting back to that, getting back to the machine gun. Thought it was awesome. Proud Cincinnati guy over here, by the way. Both both guys from us. Uh, ah, so that was uh, that was nice. nice. Kind of match that I feel like I needed to put my Reds hat on and have some cheese conies while I was watching it. Um, but Matt, one of the things that I, I questioned was when Mox changed his ring music to, to Wild Thing holy shit does that thing work with a hot crowd it's like major it's yes. the major league every freaking week it was such a brilliant move same thing with with jungle boy and uh i, I don't know the name of the song forgive me but uh, just Baltimore. using yeah just using the licensed music holy crap yeah. does that work it is it's an absolute and it, it is quite a scene that was the hot i mean all you have to do is hit wild thing to open up the show and that crowd's immediately hot immediately hot. yeah it was insane yeah. Insane opener, insane closer as well uh, last night. Darby Allen, Steph, is is a stud. I, I've never seen anybody move as quickly in the ring as he does. The coffin drop onto the coffin was an insane spot. Incredibly considering how narrow that coffin was, and he had to hit it perfectly or else he's getting a spine full of two-by-fours. Insane that he hits it perfect. It's a great way to close the show. But I can't help and look at the match and look at, you know, 
trying to build up Ethan Page here and wondering if the wrong guy went over. I think this is a kind of match circumstances given where Darby could have lost and still been okay. I'm not saying he's bulletproof by any stretch, but I think Ethan needed that win a little bit more. Your thoughts on the uh, main event last night? It was an incredible match. I thought it was such a, an awesome closer. I can see that Ethan probably does need a win. However, I felt like this was very much a like leave on a happy high note decision, you know, with with that crowd there. Um, and AW do give the fans what they want. It's something that we criticize WWE for not doing, and they really do do deliver them on that. And you know, there shouldn't be a Disney ending all the time, but sometimes it's right to, and it's good that they can actually provide that. Like the, anything I said about Malachi Black is not applicable to Darby Allen because he <laughs> he does things right. Because this is just like. This is just a guy that's into dark things that has a connection to the macabre to death and he doesn't then make it in into sorcery or anything like that. He doesn't go down that road. He he just gives us really cool visuals with his awesome dad sting and I love that. And there are some like great spots. I saw some people criticize that Darby as the underdog face comes out with this back protector on, but I, I thought that was very cool and very Darby because although Darby's a good guy, he's made it very clear that he'll do anything to hurt you, like absolutely anything. And he can do that because he'll take so much pain himself that he just like feeds off pain. So I thought that was fine. Uh, the ending was great. I thought the coffin match was worked so well because it was so untraditional. It wasn't the way that we'd seen Undertaker casket matches go where it's like a lot of very forced spots around can you get me in the coffin i'm half in the coffin i'm not in the coffin like that kind of thing they took this all around the place up into the stands like engaged the audience which sadly happened during the break if you weren't watching on fight tv which was kind of unfortunate but in the end really good and then just that ending of him just doing the drop in the coffin skill uh, wonderful visual there were black roses in that coffin as well I, my teenage heart was very happy with this the aesthetically how it looked <laughs> by the way i might be the only person on the entire planet who saw him wearing that that back shield and immediately my mind went to ninja turtle secret of the ooze like okay now i need <laughs> now i need sting putting on one of those and they create the screen that they just squash tatsu between their shells like that, that's immediately where my mind went and that just gives you an insight of the type of person i am Stephanie, it has been uh, it has been so fantastic checking up with you, and, and uh, we would love to have you on again and have this perspective. Thank we you. May, we may not agree on everything, but I don't want everyone on the show who agrees with me. That would just be boring. We wait as it is anyway, so we need somebody who. <laughs> Uh, you never need a bad guy. I'm here. If you oh, hey, 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 hey! I'll go. Hey, I'll go play. The, I'll go play the American. The American blowhard over in, in in the UK. If you want me to go work the territory, we'll do that. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll come in and interrupt the show. Just take over. It's like, wait, do we have the hard cam? Do we have the hard cam? Or he's, yeah, we get what you're saying, buddy. Okay, we get it. You're talking to the truck. Um, Stephanie, tell them about what content you're doing for Wrestle Talk and what you have going on and where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on um, Wrestling Dilly. That's part of Wrestle Talk uh, every Thursday at 8 p.m. UK time. Uh, so in at the top of the next hour, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right after, right after we're done here, right after we're done here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's on Wrestling Daily's YouTube channel. Me and Alex McCarthy, we review Dynamite and all the news of that day. And then I have my own YouTube channel, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Uh, absolutely check it out right now because I interviewed all of the best friends, 
Chuck, Trent, Chris, and Orange Cassidy all together. They all spoke. Orange Cassidy <laughs> spoke. It was great. A really fun, really fun interview, like 30 minutes or so. That's up on my YouTube to watch. And ahead of Slammiversary, Diana Perazzo, one of my absolute favorite wrestlers. She's up there as well. Absolutely fantastic, Stephanie. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, love to see the hustle, and definitely we'll have you. We'll definitely be talking to you again in the future at these things. You know, Thank when you. things start to open up. Hoping, Thank hoping you, you guys well, get your big show, guys. your big uh, that big stadium show that we've heard about in the UK for quite some time. We've heard about that. That is uh, on the horizon sometime I hope we next get year. That. Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, it, uh, I know, Rick, you and I had uh, Mr. Drew McIntyre on, and that was something he definitely yeah. talked about. So uh, if the, if that if that becomes official, I think that's a time that we definitely have to talk to you again when, when that comes around. Stephanie, thank Absolutely. you for the time. Thanks, Steph. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, great chat with her. Absolutely fantastic. Good to hear from our friends over in the UK hustling along. You know, uh, this is something where this is this is my guilt. This is my guilt, right? I feel bad that we get live wrestling here in the states again i felt that way even in the in the fall of last year i was working shows we didn't even have the vaccine i was doing the aw shows you were busy uh in in ohio as well and this is something where i'm like i kind of feel bad for my friends like no, overseas I, that i talk to and stuff like that when i went to mania in uh in april man i have never gotten more jealousy towards me than than that time because i was going to a live wrestling show like I had Alex McCarthy and other people hitting me up in my DMs going, I have to hate you, man. Hey, you want to, to come on my show and, and talk about it? You're going to be there? I'm like, yes, absolutely I will. I will wholeheartedly do that. And I'm looking forward to going to SummerSlam too. So that's, I'm going to be in Vegas. I got that book, baby. I'm going to be gonna in be... Vegas on behalf of Sports Keto Wrestling. I'm looking forward to that. And maybe Are you, are you coming to Chicago for All Out? Are you doing All Out? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm okay. waiting. All right. I know I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be at all out. Emails. Let's just. Yeah, I had to choose between SummerSlam or All Out. I was like, I'm gonna go with All Out because I'll just have to pay for the hotel an hour and a half. Yeah, you drive like 45 minutes away, and you're. Yeah, everyone. Have it be known when they say that show is in Chicago, it's like an hour and a half away from Chicago. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Oh yeah. Uh Texas is the episode. Illinois. (laughs) Schomburg. Yes, you have to throw that extra Midwestern A in there. Uh the center of the wrestling world this weekend is the Texas panhandle, basically. Here uh it is gonna be very, very busy. We had Austin last night, Houston on Friday, and then uh following up as well. Uh, in the weekend, uh, they will have Money in the Bank and a Monday Night Raw, we'll the first Monday Night Raw in front of the crowd. Big surprises are expected over the weekend. Hell um, yeah. Have... Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, no, I just said hell yeah. There, there better be some big damn surprises. Like this there is, will be. There this, will be. Is, this is the time to, to, to F and bring it, man. Like, yeah. You guys have been slow playing. It has been a slow burn. You have literally given us the same stuff and i'm not gonna call it shit i almost call it shit because it's not it's not been bad it's just been the same stuff yeah. over i mean how many times have we seen biggie and apollo in the ring with each other how many times have you we know seen as much apollo as people go off on those things i there's been so many different times what i want to say it, it came up until like last summer where it got you saw a lot of repetition and i think if you if we step back from the thunderdome era and we get really far away and we talk about a greater level of vaccination a lot more safety and stuff like that because there's still a lot of you know we have the delta variant different things like that i think a lot of those why is so much repeating why aren't we seeing these people on tv a lot of it's gonna lie with people saying i was exposed to covid and i couldn't be in the ring for six weeks so then we need to drop the storyline i think that's gonna happen across the board you know people personal preference didn't didn't want 
to be there, you know, that, and that's the one Roman Reigns didn't want to be there for like nine months. Yeah. For the last, for the last 16 months, that has been one of the biggest things that I have, um, you know, that has been one of those big things that anytime somebody disappears, anytime somebody disappears or if something doesn't make sense, because there has been a lot of things that have not made sense. It's always been, okay, you got to think there is probably a good reason for this and it's none of our business to know what it is. So if somebody just disappeared for a time, it's either they either had it or they didn't want to be there because they didn't want to get it or they're exposed to it or they were exposed to it or it's fine. There, the people who were able to be there were going to be there. That was going to be the big thing. And that's one of those things like I, I even forget it sometimes. Like Damian Priest was off TV for like six weeks and I'm screaming, what are you efforts doing? And then all of a sudden, like it hits me. It's like, you know, maybe there's a reason he's out. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe there's something else. Or going he's on. filming he's got, something. Or, or, he's, he's, go, or he's doing a TV show or something or like that. You have other people doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a reason behind it. It's not always, damn it, man, they're burying my favorite. And I get it. I get it. I have to I have to take a step back and think about it sometimes too. But here we are. We're back in front of live crowds. We know everybody is is amped up and excited for that. I've I've spoken to to two uh WWE superstars this week who both expressed their excitement to me. One being Natalia. You'll hear my conversation with her coming up here in just a few minutes. And two, right before we recorded, I wrapped up a very lovely conversation with Nikki Ash. And I'm can't wait for that to drop tomorrow. Is she a superhero yet? Uh she is still almost a superhero. Okay. Almost okay. Superhero. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, I am almost a capable talk show host. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a mix. Uh, it was kind of a good vibe there. Uh, and uh, it was a great conversation, a fun conversation with Nikki. And uh, that will drop tomorrow on the sports Kitty wrestling YouTube. Channel. What are the surprises who No, I know we have to do this because surprises are not always people coming back. All right. We're conditioned to surprises is Royal rumble is three, two, one. Eh, and who was coming back and who comes through the curtain. Uh, there's plenty of, let's just talk about potential returns here. All right. Let's just run through the gamut of those on the, on the table of potential returns that are reported. It is a lock according, according to Dave Meltzer and several people close to him at the wrestling observer that John Cena is coming back and is going to be involved in some way or another in a match with Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Do you pull that trigger this Friday, uh, on SmackDown? I say you do. I say, I say, if you if you don't have him there, you at least do something filmed. You do something. I don't, and I and uh, and you may have Edge get pissed off about it, and he can just ride that right into Sunday when you have Edge versus Reigns this Sunday. We'll we'll run down the whole card of Money in the Bank, but do you pull the scenic card now, or do you wait until next week? I say you wait until next week for one very important reason. I'm going to be in Cleveland for SmackDown, so uh, I think. <laughs> I think you wait until the 23rd. You bring him to Cleveland, not Miami, damn it. You bring him to Cleveland, Ohio. Where You have I to explain to that to him. Explain the Miami thing to them. Maybe so I'm going to split show that first, that first SmackDown afterwards. And I think a couple of matches are taking place at this music festival, this hip-hop festival in Miami. The rest of the show is going to be in Cleveland. So, damn it, oh, bring John Cena to Cleveland. Because dude, if you bring him back on the show, I'm asking you put him in Miami. I am going to be... <laughs> How mad are you going to be if they do the thing where Reigns is in Ohio and and Cena pops up in Miami and they have to do the promo coast to coast? I don't think they're going to do that. But no, more importantly, you don't know that. You don't know. I don't. And I'm not just sitting here saying Cena needs to be in, you know, the week after because I'm going to be in Cleveland. That's just the joke. But seriously, he needs to be in Cleveland because I'm going to be in Cleveland. Anyway, um, 
I think it just makes a whole lot of sense to give Edge and Reigns its proper storyline and its proper sure. conclusion on Sunday. And then Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns come down. You know the spiel. We've beaten everybody now. There's nobody left for the Tribal Chief. We're just going to take our ball and go home and wait until somebody uh, who's more worthy shows up. <laughs> Crowd goes effing nuts. And yeah, come on. You get the face off. You get John Cena on the microphone. He starts tearing down Roman Reigns. You know how it works. I think that's the best way to go. If I'm looking at a slam dunk return this weekend, if I'm looking at somebody who I would be stunned if they don't show up on either Friday on SmackDown or at Money in the Bank on Sunday, it's Becky Lynch. That that seems to me this me if she's ready to return. Huge caveat on that because we don't know. She may just not be ready to return, and that is perfectly fine. She'll return in her own time. But if they were holding her off for a moment, now's it. Now's it. What if what if you just opened up the show on SmackDown on Friday and said, hey, welcome to Friday Night SmackDown? And before anything else happens, wow. you hear that downbeat. Yeah, exactly. You hear that downbeat, and the crowd effing blows up it would be the same thing you just had with aew and moxley and them dropping wild thing except yeah. it's here's becky who we had and not also it, it would make social media go nuts it's yes. wwe's biggest wwe's biggest mi a microphone is their fans uh and it would make them go absolutely crazy uh i think that'd be the way to go does sasha banks return this weekend we haven't seen her since wrestlemania I, w I would think that's that's another very likely uh scenario you got to remember we 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 have somebody who needs to be added to the women's money in the bank ladder match? Is it Sasha Banks? Could it be Becky Lynch? Will Sonya Deville throw herself in there? That was a report that came out from uh, Fightful this week. Sean Ross F on it as always. Dude, don't miss uh, saying that uh, there were at least some conversations that Sonya Deville was uh, penciled in for the money in the bank uh, ladder match. This is a scenario. And that's a surprise. Sonya Deville coming back would be, would file into that surprise thing. Everyone thinks it's just these returns from people you haven't seen in a long time. Sonya has been on TV actively wearing the best tailored suits in all of wrestling right now. Looks damn uh, God damn. So good. <laughs> not, not cheap either. Not cheap. Oh, no, her, her drip game. I think is that, that's what it's called. Drip game. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I, is that what the kids are calling it? Are they calling I don't it? Know. Drip I'm, game? I'm hip. I'm with it. Uh, I, still, <laughs> I still think your WrestleMania 38 main event needs to be a a, a walk off between Seth Rollins and Sony Deville. I still think that's uh, that that's the way that you you kind of go. <laughs> you just do the fashion show and and that's it. Um, no, of course I'm I'm not being serious, but I, I still want to actually see that on television. I think that would be great if I ever get a chance to talk to one of them. I'm going to bring up that idea. I'm going to manifest that. Okay, into into fruition. I think that's something we all need. But I would. <laughs> I would love it if Sony Deville got back in the ring this weekend. Absolutely love it. I think Do it makes think a lot the, of sense uh, with the Liv Morgan storyline. So we hear the reports are WWE's doing some big things. They're, they're going to have new sets for my at raw. They're going to have new looks for, for SmackDown. Uh, I know diehard fans like that. Do you think they've built up an expectation for this weekend that is unreachable? Uh, or is it going to be something where they're going to be like, Hey, we can't just blow everything out this weekend. We have a lot of time to go before we get to SummerSlam. We have shows that we got to sell after that. I could see, but I could also see them saying like, you know what, throw it all at the wall in this short period of time and let's ride that momentum as hard as we can and use the talent we have. I think it's a little bit of column A, column B, because I think they're going to want both Raw and SmackDown to feel completely recharged coming so out of this weekend. So here's part of the thing is the, the bar right now, like if we're looking at stock, and this is something I said last week, if we're looking at stock, AEW is up here like it's a hundred dollars a share like it's 
you should have bought it months ago. If you look at WWE, it's more like thirty dollars a share right now. It's oh more, come on! It, it, come it, on! It, it is. They have set the bar. That's low. a reach. They have set the bar low. I'm just making a, a comparison. No, but that's yeah, a the reach. Bar, Rick. The bar is low here. All right. So they're not going to have to try too terribly hard uh, to make it better than what it has been. I think everybody's ready for some new stuff, some revamped stuff. But also, you look at the hot crowds that AEW has been having. You look at people who you have built up hype for this weekend. I can't remember the last time people were this hyped up for a WWE weekend. Man, you got to go full fireworks finale where dudes are just chucking every bomb they got in the car lighting them up and just blowing everything up in the sky you pull out all the stops that's another thing we have two ladder matches this weekend yes you tell everybody you tell everybody wwe is back motherfucker we are back we are here we are the best damn wrestling company in the world i have to click the explicit button now sorry we are back that's what I want out of WWE this weekend. I am hyped up. You got me. You got me hooked. You got my money this weekend for money in the bank. Now you got to deliver. I don't know if it's a, 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 an unobtainable uh, target to hit, but mm-hmm. WWE is good, man. They are unbeatable. They know how to put on great television. They know the pay-per-views are going to be good. Do you think Do you think we're at this point where there's just so many things that they've been waiting to, to pull the card on in terms yes, of certain people coming back, certain storyline payoffs and other stuff like that? They I think there's plenty been, of stuff like that. They have been know? waiting for ticket sales. They have been waiting for live crowds. They have been waiting. Because, I mean, think about it. If you would have brought Becky Lynch back at, well, re- okay, WrestleMania, she would have got the pop. There's yeah. only 25,000 people there. If you bring her back at any of the other pay-per-views we've seen, a Thunderdome pop? Are you kidding me? Like, I still hate the fact that Christian's Royal Rumble return happened in front of TV screens because he deserved just as big as a pop as Edge got the year prior. Like, bringing back, waiting until the crowds are back for Becky Lynch, that makes a ton of sense. Waiting until John Cena comes back, who he himself has said, I don't think I would thrive in a Thunderdome because I need the audience. I think, you know, there's another guy who said he wouldn't come back unless there was fans, too. Another guy. No, 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 not Brock. I did my best to try and do his theme music there. That probably sucked. A certain man who has a cult Uh, of personality. Stop. Stop. (laughs) I think it'll be Brock. Uh, Of those two two that we just presented. Also also a guy who said, hey, I don't want to wrestle anybody in WWE. And if you're going to bring me back, uh, it's going to require a big bag. And by big bag, I mean all the money. All yeah. of the money. And you who's know, got more money? And you know, if who's they you? brought it back to WWE, they would instantly go, okay, well, we need you to feud with Triple H because that's what makes sense from seven years ago. And he's gonna be like, F you, I'm out of here. Like he wants to wrestle new who, people. Who's, who says he has to feud with any of those people? Oh, I would be stunned. I would be absolutely stunned. Isn't that put, what we're going for? I would put more money. Are, aren't we go, aren't we going I for would, if you're going to make a bet with me, I would put money that he shows up in AEW. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Rick, Rick, I don't deny that. But, I mean, if we're just talking about balls-to-the-wall surprises, if we're talking about a guy who loves to fuck, who loves to flip the table, right? I almost yeah. I almost did what you did. All right? <laughs> I'm a comedian. I save my swears for, for comedy. All right? I don't waste I'm I don't a radio waste guy. Money. I save them for where I'm, up, I'm, I'm upset at work. <laughs> All right. I'll fuck around then. <laughs> So, I mean, if you want to be crazy, let's get crazy. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. This isn't the guy from Sportskeeda saying, you know, no, I'm not. Kev Kellum has now reported that CM Punk is WWE pal. Fine, fine, fine. Let, <laughs> let, let wrestlingnews.tv go report that. That's wrestling news with five Zs. You know, I'll, t- I'll, bring up an- <laughs> I'll bring up another guy who might show up this weekend is Daniel Bryan. That might be a guy who could show I, you up. You know my- I would love that. I have four Daniel Bryan t-shirts in this class yeah. right now. I, I, gotta wear not, them. I would not be stunned if he showed up on Monday Night Raw. We know he can't be a part of SmackDown anymore. Money in the Bank comes out. Maybe that's a way that uh, you get the, uh, I mean, first weekend with live crowds, and we're not going to get a yes chant. That and, almost- and you know what? It makes sense for him to come over to Raw in terms of the makeup of what they have, in terms of we need they need a hot baby face. That feels like they could that could hang with Bobby Lashley, and I actually think that'd be a really great complement of styles in terms of their physicality and different things they could do and and stuff like that. That isn't to say that Lashley's you know coming out of this weekend without losing that title. Now that you have briefcases, you have fresh cash in briefcases. We'll, we'll talk man. about that. We'll talk about that in our Money in the Bank preview. I got some I got some ideas. All right, old brain. Speaking more. of Money in the Bank, let's get to this. She is without a shadow of a doubt a first ballot. Hall of Famer. Time all out. Right? Time out. Hashtag boat. Best of all time. Boat. The boat. The best of all time. She has the most victories of any female superstar in the history of WWE. Think about that. The most. All right. She has been a part of WWE television on a global scale since 2007. Think of the longevity of that. that Think of freshman year in college. Oh man, I was just graduating. I'm an old, I'm an older man. I was I'm just wrapping up. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, look at the hair. You know, uh, she comes from the lineage of the Hart family uh, and ha- really brings that dungeon vibe on. She is the daughter of Jim the Anvil Nidar, but she's truly her own legendary figure. Uh, and I don't even I, she could she could retire tomorrow and be and be a first hall and of be in hands down. She's uh, one of those people where I think her last match, someone should walk up to her and say, here's your Hall of Fame ring. Like She yeah. should just get it right away. She's that she, good. That she's great. A, an absolutely wonderful person to talk to. Now, I do have to put an asterisk on this. Um, I did this remotely again, much like my uh, Johnny Gargano interview, which is still up on the uh, Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel as well. Uh, spoke to him uh, on Monday prior to his title match uh, with Karrion Cross, which we'll talk about here uh, a little bit here coming up. But um, so... I did it at work. I did a little double dipping, if you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to do the video. Didn't want to do the phone call stuff because I think video plays better, obviously. Well, the old Wi-Fi um, ain't the best uh, at uh, the WLW studio. The old Wi-Fi. The old Wi-Fi ain't ain't the best. And uh, almost at the exact same time, my conversation with Johnny Gargano about 13 minutes in, I lost connection and I dumped out. And it froze on the dumbest face I've ever seen myself make. On the just like uh, just on the sports Kid wrestling YouTube channel, you can check that out. About the 13 minute mark, I dump out. Uh, I was able to come back and say uh, and say bye. Basically, the exact same thing happened again with Natalia. <laughs> 13 minute mark. At least, at least this time, I didn't look like I had resting bitch face when I froze. So when she's answering the final question, I have froze on my driver's license photo face. And uh, yeah, you'll. Uh, <laughs> If you're, uh, if you're watching, if you're just listening to it, uh, yeah, you're not going to notice that I dropped out. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, both her and Johnny did the exact same thing. Cause I come back and we're still recording and it's just them going, I think he dropped out. Hello. 
If you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, definitely go check out your interview with Johnny Gargano, yes. by the way. Yeah. I know I'm doing a, I'm doing I know I'm right. plugging an interview while we're about yeah, to premiere was, one right he now. He was right about Loki, so spoiler alerts. Don't uh, I haven't even watched a single episode of it. Thanks for giving it away there, Rick. All right, let's get to it. Here is the best of all time, hashtag vote Natalia. Uh, obviously ahead of a huge weekend getting back out on the road. Weekend ahead, it's it's here. Can can you believe it? Back out on the road again, live crowds, authentic reactions. Can you even put into words how excited you are? We, I mean, we haven't had a show a lot with fans since WrestleMania. And for me, that was such an emotional time to actually, to be, you know, after 16 months of not performing in front of fans, um, you know, I look back at WrestleMania and at that point it was like, it was over a year. So now we're just, we're just so excited. Like it's, it's such an emotional time. It's such a special time. It's just like, Everybody just wanted this so much. We all wanted to get back. And there's just nothing like performing in front of a live crowd. And of course, in WWE, we did whatever it takes. You know, over the last 16 months, we we had our virtual audience. We kept going. We kept moving. We kept pushing through. But to have them back in person, like, I'm so excited for Houston. I can't wait. It's just going to be so special. I feel like it's Christmas in July. <laughs> You, you brought up WrestleMania uh, 37 in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. I was there. I was in the press box. You actually got to work both nights of the show this year. And, you know, you, especially on night two, you could hear thousands of fans in attendance screaming for you and, and Tamina uh, to win the, the women's tag team titles. You know, that had to be – you talk about it already being an emotional night. That had to be huge for you guys, especially for, for Tamina, for the, the crowd to just be behind you guys like that. Oh, that was so special. And just for Tamina to have, you know – it's crazy because sometimes you can't really gauge, you know, how an audience feels about you until you're in front of them. And of course, you know, without, with the virtual audience, we've, we've all been trying to make it work. But when she heard, you know, uh, the crowd, when she heard, you know, 25,000 people chanting her name, it was like nothing she'd ever experienced before. And I think for her, it was even like an out of body, like very surreal moment where she was like, literally like, she was like the ugly duckling that transformed into the swan where she was finally getting the spotlight that she had never gotten before. And for me to watch that happen for her, whether we were pl playing the role of good guys or bad guys, um, girls, uh, you know, it was so cool to see that and just to have everybody get behind her. And that's the beauty of the WWE audience. Yeah. That's the beauty of having fans is that they're going to tell you whether they like you, hate you, you know, they're going to boo you, cheer you. They're going to feel something for you. And that's the energy that we all feed off of as far as being live performers. So um, it was just very special. WrestleMania was very special. Of course, uh, this Friday with SmackDown being in Houston, I'm just so excited. Like, I feel like it hasn't even really sunk in yet, like what it's going to be like to get back in front of the fans. Like, no matter what character or what role I'm playing, I just want to, like, embrace them and take, take it in and let them know that I never took them for granted. You know, you, you spent years living that superstar life, 300 plus days on the road, different city every night. Then last year, it all came to a halt. You're doing, you know, shows in front of empty seats and TV screens in basically the same location. That's a major adjustment. Now you have to adjust again. You know, how difficult was that transition? And are you expecting some some road rust, shall we call it, uh, this time around? Well, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very lucky as far as road rust goes because, um, you know, I may not have been on an airplane a whole lot in the last year, um, but I was lucky enough to have my own ring. Um, I have my own my own dungeon that I've been training in multiple times a week. So I've been just staying as fine-tuned as I possibly can. And I, I really have, like, 
you know, having my own ring to train in, it's just given me like a totally revived um, perspective on everything. Um, of course, it will be a little challenging getting back into the airports again, but it's nothing we haven't been through before. Um, it's kind of like riding a bike. Um, if you haven't done that in a while, you, you just get back into the groove. And that's the thing about WWE. And that's why we, you know, are, are doing what we're doing in the company. And we never stopped during the pandemic. We never wavered. We just kept going because we always adapt. You know, we, we adapt so much to the changes in front of us. And I've said that this entire time, the survival of the fittest isn't who's the strongest. It's about who can adapt to all the changes in front of them. So, you know, thankfully WWE was very, very much a digital company prior to the pandemic. So for us to do virtual stuff, uh, to have a virtual audience, it was, it was definitely a transition, but we were able to adapt. And um, now that we're going back to having live fans, we're going to adapt to that too. Uh, there's nothing better than the real thing. So yes. it's exciting. We, we have a lot of enthusiasm for it. We're just like, everybody's just so excited for it. Yeah, everybody's happy the Thunderdome era is over. You know, it's like, thank you for your service in a, in a trying time, but now it's, it's time to get back to the real thing. But, you know, are there any, you know, favorite memories or moments from the Thunderdome? Anything you're actually going to miss? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm going to miss driving from my house to work. Uh, that's one <laughs> thing I'm going to miss because I live in Tampa. So the Thunderdome was in Tampa and then it was also in Orlando, which is just a drive for me. So it was like the first time in over a decade that I was able to like sleep in my own bed every night and like wake up and have coffee in my kitchen. And that was really cool. But it just, when you're performing, like I would rather get on a flight at five o'clock in the morning, travel all the way to Texas or Houston or, sorry, or California or Canada or Germany. I would rather do that any day of the week um, to have fans. To have fans because as a performer i i need that i need them we need them we need their energy we need their adrenaline we need that rush and like we need that gratification of you know them cheering us booing us like we love to be i love that's my favorite part of the job is engaging with the audience even just walking into an arena and you know seeing the fans outside the arena and taking selfies and interacting with them i love that so i will miss driving from home to work but i I'm looking forward to the trade-off. Um, and of course, you know, it, I, I think it is worth saying that one of the biggest superstars of the, the, the Thunderdome era was Bailey. Um, yeah. and, you know, it's unfortunate that she got hurt, um, but she really made work better. She made work better for everyone. And she was just such a rock star during the Thunderdome era. And so I think she deserves like a special shout out because she made, you know, she just, even though she played the role of a bad girl on TV, she just made everything fun. And she she reminded all of us that like, hey, you know, we may not have all the resources that we want because we don't have our audience right in front of us, but let's interact with each other. Let's yell at Michael Cole. Let's be silly. Let's be goofy. Let's, you know, let's turn it up. Let's just make the best out of this. So she has been, she's truly been an inspiration to, to myself and so many others at work. Yeah, that was such just, just, especially since she didn't get a WrestleMania match this year, just pull the heart right out of your chest when that, that news broke one week away from, from fans being there. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping she can adapt. Maybe put her at the commentary desk with Michael Cole and, and Pat McAfee. I think that would be an explosive combination there. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to see that. Uh, but it, it is, it is Monday night raw that is coming to Cincinnati, September 27th uh, at the heritage bank center, the night after extreme rules in Columbus. So I'm sure it's going to be a, a fantastic show. Great fall out there. Uh, tickets go on sale 
at uh, 10 a.m. Now, you are at 10 a.m. this Friday. Now, you are a SmackDown superstar, but you have the golden ticket. You got those women's tag team titles. You can bounce between either brand and, you know, you and your partner, Tamina. And all of a sudden now on both brands, we're starting to see this this influx uh, of new talent. We've seen Piper Niven, a.k.a. Dewdrop, uh, show up on Raw. And as you very well know, we have Sh uh, Knox and uh, Shotzi who show up uh, to add some depth to the, uh, the women's tag team division there a little bit. So I'm sure you're ready for another crack at them. All of a sudden, maybe with a little bit of some surprise returns, fingers crossed uh, as we head, looks like the women's division is getting ready to take over here as you guys get back on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, you bring up so, so many great points. I love that you you love, I can tell you love WWE and I can tell that you follow the product because like it is exciting to have, you know, we have we have Knox and we have Shotzi, we have Piper, we have um, Eva, we have all these new women coming into the division. You know, they last week on, on SmackDown, we see that Tony Storm is also coming. So yes, there's yes. five new women that are coming in and, um, and and I think more to come. And it's exciting because I've prided myself on my, you know, in my time in WWE, my, my career, which has been over a decade in the company, um, competing, um, and I, I'd say competing at the highest level in, in WWE, especially when we were on the road upwards of 300 days a year. Um, that's one of my favorite parts of being a WWE superstar is being able to see different talent come in and finding different ways to work with them. As you mentioned earlier, like competing against Rhea. Um, if I wasn't the women's tag team champion, um, along with Tamina Snuka, I never would have had the chance or the opportunity to wrestle Rhea Ripley on Raw. But because I have that championship, I can go to both shows. I can go, if the, those tag team championships, they're a passport to every corner of the WWE. So for me, like, I love that. I love taking on anyone and everyone and having no limitations. Not You know, it's not like, it's just, for me, like that's the best part of what we do. I want to face Shotzi in a singles match. I want to face Tony Storm. I want to face Knox in a singles match. I'd like, I'll, I'll take on Eva. I'll take on Piper. I'll take them all on at once. I'll take them all in singles competition. We'll take them in a tag match. But when you get new talent, it's just exciting. You get to see a different side of them. And also I can take all of my years of, you know, training and expertise and just being surrounded and engulfed by the industry and I can help them. So. It's really cool. I can also remind them of who I am with the sharpshooter. Yes, and uh, you know, final question here for you because I know we're we're time limited. You're all over the place, getting you know doing this media for a big tour that's coming up. Money in the Bank is this weekend. You have been added to the Money in the Bank ladder match now. Uh, this will be your fifth Money in the Bank ladder match. The only one you missed was last year, if memory serves correct. So you didn't get to do the whole experience of shooting it at the WWE headquarters. Were you uh, a little disappointed you didn't get to to do that? Uh, last year, I was just rolling with the punches. Um, you know, it was such a crazy time. It's like, it's funny because you said I missed that last year. I was like, wait, did I? Last year, I'll be brutally honest, it was just such a blur with the pandemic. Um, because I feel like along with the rest of the world, um, you know, all of us dealing with, with the pandemic, we were literally flying the plane as we were building it. No, everybody was yeah. learning new information and just trying to figure out what was going on in the world. And like, now I look back, I'm like, wait, I missed the ladder match at, in Stanford. Um, but this will be cool to get back. Uh, Sonia Deville announced uh, via social media that I would be in the match um, on Monday, which was really cool because, you know, I thought that I would have to buy her a Louis Vuitton purse to get in the match, but she decided... <laughs> She decided that she would just announce it. So it, it's great. I think I'm, I'm going to bring a lot of experience to the match. But also, there's no reason why I can't have it all. 
Um, just because I have the women's tag team championships doesn't mean that I can't go for the Raw Women's Championship. It doesn't mean I can't go for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It doesn't mean that I can't go for everything. So to win Money in the Bank and to, to get that contract would be really cool. Oh, it cut off right there, Rick. Rick, are you are you giving me your 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 caught in Wi-Fi like <laughs> like Phantom Zone face right now? Uh, like I said, that face was a lot better than the uh, one I got stuck with uh, <laughs> with Johnny Carcano. If you're uh, lo- if you're living under a rock, WWE Money in the Bank is on Peacock in the United States this Sunday night. You can also catch it anywhere in the world on the WWE Network as well. Uh, and then, of course, Raw and SmackDown in the United States is back on the road playing live arenas for the next few months. They've announced shows all the way into September and even in uh, far off into the uh, into the fall as well. You can get your tickets through uh, WWE.com, all the links, all the different places you can see where the shows are. Everything's right there. You you don't have to go to all these different places. Go to WWE.com. has all of the info right from the source. Uh, such a pleasure. Such, so very candid and just, you know, classy she, about it. She is the first WWE superstar I ever uh, interviewed. Uh, I Ironically enough, or not fittingly enough, I should say, uh, was also for in Cincinnati for a Raw that was coming to Cincinnati. That's how this interview got set up, by the way. That's why yep. I had the random plug for the Cincinnati Raw September 27th and there at the Heritage Bank Center. But I also left that in there for here for a reason. And you're going to find out tomorrow morning or this morning or already you may have found out, depending on when you're listening to this, 10 a.m. Friday, Eastern Standard Time, July 16th. Come to my Twitter page at Rick Uccino. Why? Why, Rick? There will be an announcement, especially if you're in the the tri-county area, shall we say, or the tri-state area here around the area of Cincinnati, Ohio. You're going to want to check out my Twitter page, at Rick Uccino, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Just, we'll leave that there. A little tease. 10 a.m. at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Maybe maybe there's something for you to go there and get, or try to get. Possibly. Oh, man, I wish I could say right here, right now. I'm not going to. (laughs) A couple more things to wrap up before we get out of here. Plenty to cover. Let's go through these fast. Uh, The fallout of Bailey's injury. We haven't really seen it just yet, but it does. It it hasn't really played out completely. It's a devastating injury, a very, very poorly timed injury. And Natalia even referenced it there. uh, How much Bailey was just like an MVP for WWE during this time that she really flourished. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Really? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rick. There was a little bit. Oh, of no, no. This is just such a gut punch, man. This was just yeah. such an absolute gut punch. And I brought it up with Natalia. Bailey didn't get a WrestleMania man, um, WrestleMania match this year. Now, if it is a torn ACL, as uh, Kevin cracks a cold one there. Now, if it mm-hmm. is a uh, an ACL tear, which we haven't gotten an official word from WWE, there's a chance she's going to miss next year's WrestleMania, which absolutely <sighs> sucks. She has. Yes, again, she's been the MVP of the entire pandemic era. I don't think there's mm-hmm. debating that. And now she doesn't get to perform in front of fans for another nine months minimum. It sucks. And we've already seen some fallout from it. Obviously, Carmella pulled from the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now she's going to face Bianca uh, Friday night on SmackDown as opposed to having a SmackDown Women's Championship match on uh, Money in the Bank. So, I mean, that sucks because at, at its basic point, I was looking forward to that I quit match. That quit match was going to be lit, as the kids would say. And now we're getting, I mean, no, 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 no knock against Carmella, but it's just like Bailey and Carmella, or excuse me, Bianca and Carmella just does not get me as excited as an I quit match between Bailey and Bianca would have been at Money in the Bank. It 
that's the first of many dominoes here. I think that's also why you saw uh, Shotzi and Knox get brought up uh, this past week. Um, and that's why I think you're going to start to see uh, some more changes that are being made. Also, another random change that was made this week. Speaking of Natalia, she spent the last you know few weeks feuding with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And now Dana, or excuse me, Mandy Rose is on NXT. Reports are she got traded for Aaliyah. So yes, Aaliyah, Aaliyah went off on uh, Robert Stone, her longtime manager, yeah. at the end of her match. Which and also that got a great pop in yes, the man. in the Capital Wrestling Center. The crowd, the crowd, the crowd at Capital Wrestling Center just love that going off on him and Robert Stone playing his heelish role, not wearing socks and designer shoes and just flopping all over the place like it's Memphis and he's Cornette. Uh, he, he played the role and a big pop for Aaliyah. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, notice all of the call-ups are women. There was no there was no shakeup with men. And I think WWE noticed like Bailey is such an anchoring point that it's like, oh, let's do some fresh things. And you were talking about this for a long time, but I loved the call-up of Shotzi and Tegan. I know it does. You spent all this time. If you were that part of that team at NXT, bringing Tegan, she went through all these different injuries. But when are you going to do this? You know, this is somebody who had three awful injuries. And there is that cringe that we you talk right. about on the Smack Talk of, is she going to get hurt again? Got to have the opportunity. You got to run with it. You got to go to SmackDown. You got to go to Raw. I don't have a problem with Tegan Knox coming up. Not so what? Not, no. not whatsoever. Uh, injury history aside, I don't have a problem. Yeah. It's just the timing of all of this is curious. Yeah. It makes me believe that it, the Bailey injury had a lot to do with this. Yes, because it sped everything up. It right, spent everything all up. this yeah. time doing these battery vignettes uh, in NXT for Tegan Knox to come back. She costs uh, Candice LeRae the tag team titles on Wednesday, and then two days later she is on. SmackDown, and then there's no mention pretty much of Tegan Knox on NXT the following week. So there's not, unless they bring up Candice LeRae and split up the way, which I asked Johnny Gargano about uh, this this week again on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel. You know, that there's not going to be any payoff there. Shotzi and Ember Moon were a fantastic tag team. So now it's Shotzi and Tegan who have tagged before, but you already had that ready made tag team there that you mm-hmm. could have brought up. Part of me is wondering, again, not a report. Pure speculation on my part, but part of me is wondering if they went to Ember and she said no. And given the way her last main roster run went and the last time we saw her on SmackDown chasing the 24-7 championship and and tearing her Achilles, I wouldn't blame her if she did say no, especially if she's enjoying what she's doing right now in NXT. And and also, there's just a little bit more of a shakeup, and she can be featured a little bit more in NXT. You can still make her a hot hand there and do some different things. She should win the women's championship. What about, about Mandy going there? I mean, Mandy shows up on NXT as a surprise. Yes. She just walks out in the middle of a match and just starts studying people in the ring. I thought it was clever. I thought it was unique. This is a Mandy Rose that has a little bit more poise, knows how to find the camera a little bit more. I'm not saying she's going to have a barn burner thing. She did have a rough go of it at WrestleMania, tripping during her entrance right there. And the match was this or that, right? But I've, I've always admired that she's somebody who truly gives it 110%. And his embraces came out of the tough enough system. I think this is a, a good role for her to be in. And, and I think someone like her could maybe get lost in the shuffle on Raw or SmackDown again. This, she's a featured player right away. Yeah. The o- My only complaint is, again, they broke up another tag team. So you just add Knox and Blackheart, or excuse me, Shotzi and Knox, whatever they're. Who's showing up on Monday at Raw on Monday? You know, now, I mean, like. Uh, like- now, if you're bringing up Aaliyah, all right. So reportedly, you're bringing up Aaliyah. That's great. Yeah. 
because she's been a developmental for, or I hate saying that word, but she's been in NXT for so long. It's nice. Long time, like what, five, seven years? Something like I, think, that? I think seven long or eight. But I'm, I, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing there uh, without looking it up. But she's been in NXT for a while. So it's great to see her get an opportunity to move up to Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't think you just put her with Dana. Like Dana's one who loses out here because I, I don't feel good about her prospects, you know, moving forward. But you add a tag team and then you take another one away. So, I mean, unless you're going to move forward still with, with this dude drop and, and Eva Marie, if it's to put them in the tag team division, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you split up so many, ta- you've decimated the women's tag team division. So that's the only thing that I don't, I don't really, um, you know, like about it. And it was so random. They, we never got a payoff with Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose with mm-hmm. uh, Natalia and Tamina. So we didn't get that payoff at all. Um, Man, I just look at I look at Mandy Rose, and she's just one of those people that I'm always going to wonder what if, what her trajectory would have been mm-hmm. if it wasn't for everything that went down with Sonya Deville last year. She got the biggest win ever. She the the hottest feud, one of the hottest feuds last year was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. She gets that big win at SummerSlam. Sonya Deville goes bye bye for obvious reasons, terrible reasons, and then Mandy. Gets moved over to Raw, gets put in this tag team randomly where she should have gotten another big, uh, honestly, should have gotten a singles push off of that. And now she's back on NXT. I'm wondering how things would have been different if they didn't play out the way they did last year. Samoa Joe is a special guest referee (laughs) in this week's NXT in a fantastic main event. Yes, it was. A match I would put up against anything you saw this week on, on AEW as well. I thought both shows were absolutely fantastic. And loved this angle. It was teased. It was teased. It was teased. And then it was paid off with another really cool tease. But still, but still, all you had to do, all you had to do was do this. So Cross decimates Gargano. Samoa Joe is the enforcer. He's been brought over to NXT. He was released from the main roster. William Regal reintroduces him to NXT and says, you are not here to be a competitor. You can only get physical if you are physically provoked. You can only get into it with these guys. I want you to get order. I want you. To, we have too many people going off. Uh, I'm I'm an older guy. I can't do this. So get in there and get, you know you know show them what for right. And he's choked out a couple of people. He's basically jaw jacking with every main guy on the roster on the show. All right, but he's not little. Well, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get him and, and, and Pete Dunn. Oh, maybe we'll get him and Adam Cole. Oh, he's in everything. We're gonna do nine million stare offs with Karrion Cross. Is it gonna happen? Hell yeah, it's gonna happen after this week. Yes. I don't know if Samoa Joe's been cleared. I would obviously he's been cleared for some kind of physical action. You can't do that angle if we're not getting the match. Nope. We're getting the match. We have to get the match now. You're getting the match. This is the confirmation you're getting the match. Uh, And I think maybe at some point, and you bring up speculation, you said, what if, what if, what if? This is now when. This is now, this isn't, we're no longer what if Samoa Joe is coming back and what if he gets to have a match and could he have it? Now it's when is he having that match? When is, he said it was going to happen. Now it's a matter of when are you going to get him coming out of this enforcer role? No longer a commentator. When are we getting badass Joe? When are we getting Samoa Joe kicking ass like he did in Ring of Honor? When are we getting Joe that was the NXT champion? When are we getting this guy who has, I, I mean this in the right way, the biggest chip on his shoulder right yeah. now saying, you let me go. We, even when you brought me here, you didn't sign me for a full-time deal. You let me still go work indies and do all these different things. And you have a guy who's coming in refreshed revived 
He's not going to work a stupid style. He's not going to have to do other things that other people are going to have to do in the ring. He's going to have to be Samoa Joe, and he's going to punch people in the mouth. And guess what? He doesn't have to win matches to put on great matches. This guy is legit. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's going to be a great kick in the ass for NXT while everything kind of shakes around and everyone has their different thing. He's a very centered, collected character. And then when he goes off, it means more because of that, that like the, the composure he has. I'm excited for this. This makes sense. Jar- Johnny Gargano is going to be fine. He's a very charismatic player. He completely evolved his act into something yeah, else. He- I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no problem with Johnny losing the match. Uh, my whole question was, is Joe going to cost Karrion Cross the title? That was that he was didn't. thing. He did not. He, he did called not. it right down the line. Right he down did. the line. He did. He called it right down the middle. And he didn't now, point to his referee shirt enough. Refer- <laughs> when you're a special guest referee, you have to point to your shirt so they uh, know. Yeah, yeah, we call that the Mick Foley. Um, but, <laughs> but um, man, part of me thinking, singing, thinking, sitting here going, is this a little, a little too soon? Because I love the enforcer angle of this. And I don't necessarily need Joe as a full-time competitor either. So I would not mind a scenario where it ends up being Cross and Joe whenever the next takeover may be. Um, sometime around SummerSlam. Yeah, sometime around SummerSlam. If that's if that's where you're going to go with this. To have Joe and Cross in an unsanctioned match. Not, yes. even, not even for the NXT championship. Because I don't think yes. Joe needs to win the NXT title. Have him in an unsanctioned fight that... Still plays the storyline that Samoa Joe's not cleared, even though he is cleared. You have him in an unsanctioned fight, and if Karrion Cross loses, he's gone from NXT. Joe beats Cross, however way, shape, or form, by hook or by crook. He beats Karrion Cross. Joe shows back up on Tuesday nights. Karrion Cross is gone. He's free to go to SmackDown or Raw or wherever. And Joe just lays the NXT championship down in the middle of the ring and goes, Who wants it? And then we start the whole process over again. Tournament, okay. Iron Man matches, whatever the hell it is. And that works for NXT because it's so it sports driven. It, wor- it, it works for NXT. It Let's run down the card for this Sunday. Money in the Bank. Yes. One of the most anticipated WWE pay-per-views. I would say almost as much as WrestleMania was this year because you knew it was going to be in front of live fans. Uh, this will go down uh, this weekend in Texas. SmackDown will be a very, very big show that will reveal something, I think, special for this show and give it that last big, you know, tw- like the 48-hour ramp up to get into Sunday, and they'll use social media for that. So we'll get something added. I don't know what that'll be. Some some different caveats, some new appearance will be added. So if you're seeing this and something has changed with Money in the Bank, and things do change with Money in the Bank a lot, as we've seen in the past, there's a possibility here. Running down this card, what match pops out to you the most? Which one are you most looking forward to? Um, I would. Oof. I mean, you got to go with the two ladder matches, don't you? Yeah. I, yeah. For, for completely different reasons. One, I think the men's Money in the Bank ladder match is going to be insane. Just looking at the talent, Ricochet, John Morrison. We've seen what they got, what those two can do uh, when they're in the same match. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to add a ton uh, to this match. I was very happy to see him get in. I know people were pissed off Cesaro wasn't in it, but I think Rollins is going to add a lot. Uh, Nakamura being in it is great. You got the beef and Big E and KO and Drew Fire, and then Riddle, who has been uh, major league pushed, and I would consider the favorite for that match in there as well. He's going to do some special things, and you know he's going to take some big bumps. And then the women's money in the bank ladder match is is the intriguing part because I think there's a chance for somebody to get made here. I think hmm. there is a chance for somebody, a, a big baby face, uh, to be elevated. 
uh, somebody like a Nikki Cross, somebody like a Liv Morgan, or you know, somebody to get you know repushed, somebody we haven't seen in the main event scene in quite some time in Alexa Bliss. I think those would be my three big contenders right now. And then it is who is that final spot? Is it Sonya Deville? Is it Becky mm-hmm. Lynn? Is it Sasha Banks? Because whomever it is may change the landscape completely of this match right now. Because I would rank it Cross, Morgan, and Bliss as my top three, and the other ones. They're going to add a lot to the match, but I don't. I don't think they're uh, legit contenders right now. All right, the, I, I think you save that surprise until Sunday. You know, if, whoever that person is, that can show up. I don't think you have to give it all. Away if it's not. Becky or Sasha, I agree with you. But I, I like the idea of Sonya announcing herself Friday as the final competitor. Who I wins? Think. Who wins? Right now, I'm going to go with Nikki Cross. I think she has been the one that has been built the most. She has been the top. Outside of the title picture, she has been the top women's storyline on Raw. She is the one that's got the most momentum going. Mm-hmm. I think I like Nikki Cross to win for the women. And for the men, I'm still going to go with Big E. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't sleep on Drew McIntyre either. I wouldn't sleep on Drew McIntyre either. I mean, there's some dark horses in there. I mean, just not in terms of so much who wins the match, but I, I do think this is a ricochet show. This is a ricochet Johnny Johnny Drip Drip show. The stuff they've been doing, the over-the-top crazy stuff. Uh, they're going to be able to get something here. I wonder if uh, Big E gets the strap in this. I think if he gets the briefcase, that is interesting. Uh, I think you need you need to do this to level someone up. And some there's some guys that need leveling up here. Ricochet would do that. Uh, Riddle without Randy Orton here is interesting. I think this is more just a holdover program until you bring back Randy wherever Randy is. Uh, we dropped a top five video on our channel this week. I have to shout out CyberShack for this because in the in the VO that I recorded for it, I did this ridiculous thing. And sometimes they cut up jokes that I do, and I completely understand it because it's very really, really visual. Mm-hmm. I had to message him and be like, I pitched this idea in the VO of them doing a buddy cop movie. I'm not stealing an idea from Johnny Gargano, <laughs> but I pitched the idea of Randy and Riddle having to take like like doing the road trip show they used to have. You know, the road trip show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, but it's long. Like, <laughs> like, like, like they go coast to coast and I pitch it and he had to cut it down a little bit. Uh, but go see Bro Road in the upcoming uh, top. We did the top five WWE creative angles of 2021 so far. And we, we mentioned RK Bro. It's been exciting. Uh, other parts of this card that excite me. I think Kofi Kingston and Bobby Lashley have something to prove on this show. That's that's the other big match right there, because if I'm WWE, I'm going into this with an open mind. Like I would put this as. It would, gosh, it would be it all depends on the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what your end is, because on paper, Roman Reigns and Edge is a bigger match. It, it just is no disrespect to Bobby or, or Kofi, but no. I would almost leave this as my main event, Kofi and Lashley, and then I would leave the ending open. Because if the crowd is as hot for Kofi Kingston as I think it's going to be, if you're not going to have him win, I would almost say be ready to call the audible. Give the WWE Universe what they want. Have Kofi shock the damn world on your first big pay-per-view with a crowd and give Kofi that big win and have him win his WWE Championship. If the crowd is white hot to the point where you think they're going to they're going to freaking revolt if he loses this match. Either and way, you're getting money because either you get plans change, pal. Plans change, pal. Can't always be a good thing too. people think right. the plans change, pal. WWE trope is always a bad one. 
it's it's gone the other way a handful of times and this because, could be a circumstance of that because the other thing you could do is if if lashley does beat kofi one he's going to get nuclear heat and two if big e is your money in the bank ladder match winner big e could then come down and we get that face off or he even cashes in i don't know and the crowd still goes home happy so there's a lot of avenues to do that if that's your angle that you're playing there, that's that's what I would do with my main event. But I still think we're going to get Edge and Roman in the main event. Here's a match that I feel is the least compelling on the card right now. Uh, I, I think this is more just a, a, a level of circumstance, but also just a level of returns in terms of what you've gotten. Uh, it is Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, they've been going at it. I believe this is maybe the third or fourth time that they've had a pay-per-view confrontation, and they've also interacted physically quite a bit on my at Raw. Uh, is there a, What can we get out of this? Do you get this belt off Rhea and put it on Charlotte? What do you do? I look out for another uh, night of women's money in the bank cash in yeah. uh, like to be completely honest. I think that's, I think Rhea and Charlotte would work so much better together. One, if they just had better, you know, stuff to work with, like yeah. the, the crutch exchange a couple weeks back was just dumb. I think they're, they're trying to do the best they can with the material they've been given, but they need better material. Um, but I think that these two would work better just beating the holy crap out of each other without the title in the picture. Um, and, and yeah, then they realize that, Hey, we got a lot more in common and we should team up. And yeah, I think that would be the, the, the direction to go. A tag team angle. that has been more entertaining than I thought it would be is the Viking Raiders versus almost and AJ styles. They've made the Raiders look like contenders. Again, these are two guys that can always go and always provide some big, big things. Ivar beating. AJ Styles and an upset to build up to this match. Styles Simple losing a lot in singles competition. He's been losing a lot in recent. He has been, which has is been. interesting. Which I think is part of the of the Omos build, right? Because they want Omos to look. Because I mean, if you think about it, heading into this matchup, you're sitting here going, "Well, if the Viking Raiders are going to win, they're going to have to beat AJ Styles." What? That like that's what we're thinking about here is like well if they're gonna beat him they're gonna beat AJ Styles they're not gonna beat Omos so I don't know are they kind of doing a detriment to to AJ Styles to build up Omos making Styles look like the weak link in the scenario yes and guess what that story is is aggravating that may sound to long long time wrestling fans of AJ Styles what makes more sense yeah are are you not gonna try and make this gigantic attraction you have in Omos a special thing. This of course is, you are. This is why they reportedly let go of Braun Strowman, right? Because they got guys like Commander Aziz and, and Omos that could fill that big guy role. And so. if you're AJ Styles, if I keep looking great, what does my tag team partner do? We're a tag team. We both have to look great. And this creates a different dynamic that you can do something with. I'm not opposed to that. Uh, Roman Reigns, Edge. Is it a foreground conclusion that Edge leaves this show with the, with the uh, Universal Championship? No, not at all. I, I edge leaving. No, I think it's foregone conclusion that Roman is leaving with the universal championship. Excuse, I, I meant that. I'm sorry. I'm okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dyslexic, totally. flipping it upside down. Totally foregone conclusion that Roman Reigns is walking out with. I would be stunned, absolutely stunned, if unless John Cena shows up and costs Roman the championship. I don't see any way. I think I like Rollins to get involved a lot in this. Here's the other play. If this is the main event, what if Rollins wins money in the bank and then pulls a WrestleMania 31 and cashes in again and cashes in again and pins edge. Then we could set up 
I mean, there's a lot and of. And then it, it happens to Edge. Well, Edge Edge has been cashed in on before, but it yeah. yeah oh, under the oh god. See, now I'm on board. Like that's there's, all exciting stuff. There's a it, lot. Of what we really, just laid out. What we just laid out for Money in the Bank doesn't that sound like a great show? Yes, it sounds like a great time. I here's the I thing, guys. Personally, turn your brain off. Turn it off. All right, and just find your off switch, your smart off switch. And flip it off Mark and off. try to be a wrestling fan this weekend. Try it. It's yeah. fun. It, it's I, it's what you actually got into wrestling for. Yes. So I remember I, that. Uh yeah. I there's a lot of interesting options. And yes, I have had a Dutch man tell himself say I should work for WWE Creative. So uh I like a lot, I like a lot of my <laughs> I ideas. think when he said that he was being sarcastic, Rick. I don't, I don't know, know if he was no, legitimate. Actually, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna take that to heart. Dutch Mantel thinks I should be working in creative. I think that's uh, Friday night after SmackDown, which will be a very, very eventful SmackDown. Uh, Dutch Mantel will join you on Smack Talk on our channel live. You can also get it on demand. Watch whenever you want. We'll be dropping those in our audio podcast as well. This will be available in our audio podcast. You've listened to us talk about wrestling for an hour and 20 minutes. Why haven't you liked this video yet? You've listened to us talk about wrestling for an hour and 20 minutes on the podcast version. Give us a review. Thank you to the fans who've put us on the charts in Australia, in the Philippines, in Ireland, and in the United States. Thank you guys for putting us on the wrestling podcast charts for doing that. We are now available on Apple. All right. So we're dropping a lot of different content nearly six days a week. This week, it'll definitely be seven weeks, uh, seven days a week. And uh, this Saturday afternoon, we will be doing our special watch along of the classic Punk versus Cena match, not the whole Money in the Bank 2011 that is coming up. That's going to be a really, really special show. We're going to do that at 1.30 Eastern. 1.30 Eastern. You guys will be able to check that out. Uh, and it'll be absolutely fantastic. Definitely check that show out. And then on uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, we will be doing at 1 p.m. Eastern a Money in the Bank trivia challenge where I will kick Jose's ass. I'm sorry. That's a little bit of a spoiler part because I just know that's going to happen. Uh, and that's coming up. It'll be fun, but you'll either win prizes in the chat all right our friends at retromania giving you some prize codes yeah. you brought up. up you bring up prizes and again i'm i'm in, i'm i'm inclined to remind mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. look at my twitter follow uh, my twitter feed 10 a.m friday at rick uccino if you you take down that nice little graphic there you can see my twitter follow uh twitter handle at rick uccino r-i-c-k-u-c-c-h-i-n-o 10 a.m friday especially if you live in the greater cincinnati area you're going to want to check that out. Also, you're going to want to check out the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel about that same time tomorrow. Is my conversation with Nikki Ash, who I believe will win the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Right now, there are some circumstances that could definitely change the playing field here by, between now and the actual show, but she's my favorite uh, to win that Money in the Bank ladder match. I talked to her about that match and so much more. That will be dropping uh, about 10 a.m. on Friday. So check out the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel and follow me on Twitter. You're going you're gonna to want to do that. Uh, give me a follow on the Twitter machine at Kev Calm. Got a lot coming on. Big comedy shows, all that good stuff. July 24th, I will be at the Detour Brewing Company in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, and then check me out on air on 97.7 QLZ and the X. The X, 104.9 The X. You can get those both on the TuneIn streaming app anywhere else in the world. X, uh, X going to give it to you. Uh, thank you guys so much for following and supporting the channel. You listen to us talk and ramble about wrestling, and we love you for doing it. We hope we entertain you. Hope you provided an escape during your day while you're getting ready for all the different things for money in the bank. Once again, turn that switch off. Just relax, okay? Do what Rick and I are telling you. Unky Rick, Unky Kev, just telling you to calm down. Breathe. Do what 
what do they have to do? Enjoy wrestling and enjoy the live crowds this weekend. Welcome back, everybody. Let's no no what chance this weekend. Just give me that. Just give me one damn weekend with no what chance. That's if all I, I see. One beach ball. Census <laughs> <laughs> arrow there to get all the beach balls. He's not booked on the show. Send him out in the crowd. He's gotta get all the beach balls. See you guys. Have a great. Tell him to give those uppercuts to the beach balls. <laughs> Damn it. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>